Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sam Smith and Disclosure to kick off today's podcast. Oh, People who have listened to us over the last while would probably have heard me mention that my sister shares a property line with Sam Smith. They're neighbors. Yeah. My sister lives in a part of London, England called Hampstead. Mm-hmm. Her husband was uh, moved over to London to work for a few years. And uh, they live in this great house. Yeah. But their backyard has a back brick wall, stone wall. Mm-hmm. And on the other side is a massive property with a house. And that's where Sam Smith lives. Crazy. I would, I, I would, I would never tell you exactly where he lives because I feel like that would be a, an invasion of his privacy. Although I'm sure people figured it out, could really figure it out if they wanted to. But yeah. Um, what I will tell you though is that occasionally my sister has sort of heard Sam like singing, and generally. Um, the first time it was through like the wall, like a window. Like like Sam was inside. Sam was inside singing. Uh, it was, uh, Sam was doing a cover of a Coldplay song. Okay. Which we eventually tracked down as being one of the performances submitted to one of those, you know, virtual uh, performance shows that really? everybody was doing. Yeah. So they were likely either recording it or rehearsing for that performance. Mm-hmm. Just today. My sister sent me some video clips. It sounds like Sam doing some exercises, vocal exercises, either with a window open or in the backyard. And this is the clearest audio we've got so far. <laughs> and uh, I'll play a little bit of it. Now, originally, when my sister sent the text, it said, Sam Smith's outside singing. I got really excited. Oh, my God. Right? You're thinking, this is going to be pretty good. <laughs> This is what it sounds like from my sister's window. See if I can get it. Oh, hang oh, on. Hang on. Sounds great. Sounds great. I got too much going on. Disclosure's there too. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. It was oh a full God. thing. It was a full thing. Okay, I got it now. I got it now. I figured it out. Okay. Because I'm playing audio from a video, so it's a little more complicated for me. Here we go. Definitely Sam Smith, is it not? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, it has to be, unless Sam lives with somebody else who's doing yeah, vocal yeah. exercises. There's another clip here. Okay. Let me see. What the hell did I do there? Okay. This is the other one she sent me. Uh, Sam Smith singing. Uh, 
<laughs> it's not much. But you can see, this is my sister's backyard. That's Sam's house. Oh it's my like right God. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely Sam Smith. My sister could throw snowballs at Sam's window <laughs> and startle him. Not that she ever would. Just sucks, though, that the first real opportunity my sister has to hear Sam do their thing. Yeah. And it's vocal exercises or well, something I'm like sure that. I'm sure Sam will transition into something else. She just has to wait. I told her. I said, keep me posted. Send me more if you hear more. And oh so God. far, nothing. That'd be so cool to live next to an artist and hear them singing once in a while. Yeah, but to live next door to one of the greatest vocalists uh, today. Sure. And the only time you hear them sing is vocal exercises to oh. me. It would be like if you live next door to uh, Tiger Woods, and the only time you saw Tiger was when he was cleaning his golf clubs. You don't see him out <laughs> working on his swing or like hooking up with ladies. It's something lame, you know? Well, I feel like these people have places they go separate from their home to do their work like that. So that when they're home, they can relax. Tiger Woods is probably working out at the golf club. Not in his front yard for his audience uh, neighbors to see. Yeah, but you're telling me, I mean, Drake's new house in the bridal path, he's got a studio. He's working on music there. Yeah, but they don't go in the backyard. And- Imagine you saw him in the backyard. You live, <laughs> Say your best friend lived next door to Drake on the bridal path in Toronto. Uh-huh. Drake's out there by the pool and he picks up a microphone and all you hear is him going, yeah, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Yeah. The soil, you'd be like, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Do would something suck. a little more. That would suck. Or if you live next door to Margot Robbie, <laughs> she's got an epic pool, and you're looking out in the backyard, first time you ever see her, and no, she's not wearing a bikini. She's got an entire, like, white, thick robe wrapped around <laughs> her tight and a towel over her head. You can barely see her. And she's wearing a, a face mask, <laughs> like one of those green face masks that people put on to make their skin look what better. What a waste. What it's a such waste. a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ridiculous i mean i'm jealous of your sister though that i I, it's in cities like london where you really get to be close up with the celebrities and that neighborhood oh it's epic that neighborhood like the company that my brother-in-law works for put them up uh well gave them an allowance they found this neighborhood you know who lives there ricky gervais i saw on new year's day when i was visiting my sister he walks to this park that my sister goes to all the time it's called hampstead heath Mm -hmm. and it's essentially like a high park Mm. Of this neighborhood. Beautiful. It's epic. He goes there every day uh, when he's in town for walks, and I uh, walked right by him. Yeah. Uh, Liam Gallagher lives in that neighborhood. Wow. Uh, from, you it's, know, Oasis, uh, Boy George lives in that neighborhood. It, in fact, Sam Smith, before moving to this house, I think was next door neighbors with Boy George in another house. I feel like that neighborhood must be filled with people who are not like celebrity gawkers, right? It must be great for celebrities to be in that neighborhood because people probably just don't care. I hear that a lot about Toronto. Um that, you know, celebrities can walk around here and people don't really make a scene. I think if you live in a rich people area, maybe rich people don't care about that. But I don't know. I feel like in England, there's a lot of celebrity gawkers. I mean, that's where the paparazzi, way before they were invading people's properties in the U.S. It really? was really big in the U.K. It was a U.K. Thing? Oh, yeah. 
They they're nasty. They were notoriously well. Look at Princess Diana. I mean, look oh, at her yeah, life. You're right. They started that, that over there way before it was as big a thing with TMZ in the states. Not to say it didn't exist here. Wasn't was Page Six the gossip thing, or was Page Six the girl? I don't remember. Page Six, I think, is a U.S. Uh, gossip thing. Uh, Page six, uh, but like the Daily News, or there's like a tabloid there that's massive. Mm -hmm. And they got all the, you know, the topless pictures of the royal family or whatever, you know? fuck, right. Yeah. It's insane. You can't be topless in your own backyard. Well, they were on they were on vacation, weren't they? Was it their honeymoon? I think Prince they were, William I think they were and, on a Kate? topless beach too. Like it was totally normal to ha- not have your top on on that beach. I mean, you see the way they live. It's way better to be super rich and not famous than rich and famous. Yeah, yeah, just totally. from an anonymity. If you get to choose, yeah, you go super rich, not famous. Super rich, you <laughs> could walk anywhere, and no one knows who you are. Right can get into a bit of trouble from time to time. Yeah, it stays on the DL. It's yeah. not a story. Find some weed from your neighbor. Nobody's yeah. out there with cameras going, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Did you find what you were looking for, Bundus? Yeah, it's it's not British. It's American. Yeah. Page six. Mm. Page six. Like a New York, is it New York Post? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I can't believe people buy those magazines because the majority of them are just crap. Too. Like, it's not real stories, right? Yeah, but if it's reported in enough places, eventually, if there's smoke, there's fire. Like, you look at um, all the early stories of H- Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and how there was issues with Prince William and Kate, and everyone's like, oh, it's just tabloids. But sure enough, there started to be more and more of those stories, and then all of a sudden, Harry and Meghan are moving out of England, and mm-hmm. they're coming to stay in Canada while they decide where they're going to live in their forever home. Mm-hmm. And it eventually became reality. So, you know, yeah, some of it's complete bullshit, but then some of it ends up being true. Mm-hmm. I and, guess you know, so. I just like would never buy one of those magazines. Never. They're kind of fun to read on vacation. <laughs> My favorite thing to do with one of those magazines, I tend not to buy like the trashiest ones, but if you buy a People or Us magazine, I like the crosswords. It's the only crossword I'm able to like have a chance at completing. You can actually do one of those. You know, it'd be like Brad Pitt's first wife, first name, you know, four letters. Is it Jen, J-E-N-N? Or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that was his first wife. I assume it was, but. I don't know. Uh, anyway, whatever. It's like the the one chance that I might have at completing a real crossword. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't do one that came out of the New York Times. No. Hell no. Oh my God. It's been years since I've even attempted to do a crossword. I would think you'd be pretty good at it because you tend to like know a little bit a lot. There was a time where I was like, I was really into doing crossword puzzles and like Sudoku puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Uh but yeah, it's been like oh maybe like seven or seven years, and I stopped doing them. Yeah. What happened? What was that moment that you put it down? Just life got in the way, you know. Life. Yeah, Friday night, lady friend took up some of his time. I started. I was doing. Uh, my wife had a Sudoku book over Christmas. Yeah. Found myself getting sucked into that <laughs> again. You have to retrain your mind on how to do that. But they say you know challenging your brain in that way is healthy and promotes like positive brain activity yeah i'm so not into that i'm not into that i'm not into puzzles i'm not into that any of that shit i would rather put on some music and dance like do something physical 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the last time you sat down and read a book? Oh my God. Like a real book. And it could be like a Kindle or a digital version on an iPad. I can't even remember, guys. I need a new book. I need a book. Uh, I haven't read a novel in a while. I've read... uh, But it could be nonfiction. I I did read a graphic novel a couple months ago, but that's not really reading. Uh, The last thing I read was uh, probably a year or so ago. Yeah, it was like a like a philosophical book on how to live life. Ooh, and yeah. Did it help? I I, I know find a lot of people do like self help books. I find it hard not to pick up something that is philosophical now, or like a self help book. Because why waste my time just reading some story that's fictitious when I can actually pick up something that's going to help me? Well, that's the last time I read a book was when I was on mat leave, and I was reading Buddhism for mothers of young children. Well. <laughs> Depending on the type of fiction you read, fiction is not um, useless. Fiction gives us, fiction allows, okay, this is, I'm going to get a little deep on you here. Life. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he warned us. Okay. He warned us. The professor. The hardest part of life is finding your purpose within life. Yes. And, give, and through purpose, we give our lives meaning. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of us struggle with our day-to-day lives doing mundane tasks and the routine, the daily grind. And we turn to fiction because within these fictional worlds, the characters that we fall in love with have a purpose. However different their life may be from ours, we are so enthralled by their purpose within, within their story arc that it gives new meaning to our life and inspires us. So that's what's great about fiction. You can look at a character like Batman, and it's 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 silly, and you know he's wearing a costume, you know whatever. But he's where got are the st- drugs? Where, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> but his sole purpose uh, is to defend Gotham, and the growth in which that character, uh, you know, his journey to get to the point where he becomes Batman. You can take that and extrapolate it into your own life, and find purpose and meaning, and drive to you know mm. go and tackle what it is that you're, you you want to achieve. Well said, Bundus. Yeah, I'm mostly when I do read, and it's not often, but I'll read nonfiction. Like I'm reading a lot of sailing uh, story books. Mm-hmm. It's an author named. John Kretschmer and his job is essentially uh, he's a writer but his main job is he brings people around the world on his sailboat you buy a spot on his boat for one of his journeys it could be crossing an ocean it could be going from like Halifax to uh, Bermuda Mm -hmm. he has these different legs Um, I don't don't know I wonder if he's running right now during the pandemic Uh, but you just buy your way on how much it's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. You got to get there too. You yeah. know, you got to fly somewhere to the starting point and fly out of wherever you end up. But 
I'm trying to remember, I did price it out. A lot of his customers are repeat customers, so it's tough to get in. But I think once you're in, then you get like first pick right. of the trips. But it's a great way for people who might have had an interest in sailing across an ocean, yeah. but don't have either the courage or the skill set or the boat to do it on. So yeah. you just kind of hitch a ride and learn about these, uh, you know, travel experiences you with an expert. I've thought about it. I don't really have the time. Like you, you need, you know, the journeys that would interest me would be like crossing the ocean mm-hmm. and you need to have like probably a month. The trip itself is give or take three weeks, mm-hmm. depending where you leave from to cross the Atlantic. Uh, but gotcha. That'd be interesting. It reminds me of a book I read. It was about fear. I don't remember the, I think it was called the fear project. Was it project? called Sink or Float? Great <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not reading any books, by the way, because I got a kid in kindergarten. Um... No, it was about fear, and I read it when I was pregnant, and uh, it was about this guy who surfs uh, maverick waves, which are like 80 stories oh, high. Oh, was it uh, Laird Hamilton? I think it's The Fear Project. I think that's what the book is called. Okay, I just uh, watched a documentary with Laird Hamilton, and he kind of revolutionized these this big wave uh, surfing. Yeah. He was the first one to get towed into waves using jet skis. And for the most part, that's the only way you can tackle those big, giant, like 100-foot high waves is to have a way oh, yeah. to start. What's it called? It must be. I bet it's him. Uh, the Fear Project, what our most primal emotion taught me about survival, success, surfing, and love. And who's it by? Uh, the Fear Project is by... Oh, it's Jam- Jamal Yogis or yes, something. Yes, that is correct. I highly recommend it. He talks a lot about how fear is just an emotion in the body that is very similar to excitement. So, and, but fear is negative and excitement is positive. Yeah, but Same he's reaction. probably like that guy who uh, free climbed El Capitan, whatever his name is. Like they figured out that his brain just doesn't function the way most people's brains function. <laughs> right. And for him to get a thrill, he has to push himself to such extremes yeah. that here he is climbing a 3,000 foot high cliff with no ropes or anything. Yeah, but there is something to learn from that. And removing fear from something that you're dealing with in your life is a huge bonus. Like I did it when I was uh, pregnant. I had a lot of, my first emotion I felt when I realized I was pregnant was fear because everyone's like it's the most pain you will ever experience in your entire life and i thought how sad is that that that's my tie-in is fear that's what i'm feeling right now i just learned i'm going to become a mom and i have fear so i went through that whole pregnancy trying to remove it and it worked and then i had a great delivery and i would say it was not the worst pain i've ever experienced in my life Hmm. very different from that yeah, what was the worst of pain? What would be worse than I've that? I've never broken a limb or anything. Yeah, so how could you have anything that would be worse than that? Like um, hitting your toe on a bed frame? It's, very, it's a very <laughs> different experience. I wouldn't classify it as pain. I wouldn't classify it as pain. It was like becoming, it was like a, it was I've never a higher heard... state of consciousness. Actually, the closest I've... My wife, uh, when she delivered our second child, the epidural didn't kick in. So right. I really got to see uh, you know, her in like intense pain. Yeah. And then when she had to have emergency surgery, when she had that like uh, basically herniated bowel. Yeah. And she was... That was... I watched her in pain for probably mm-hmm. seven or eight hours before she was brought into mm-hmm. surgery. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Now imagine... But I would say it was comparable to the... Um, 
the birthing pain, the only difference was the birthing pain, she would have breaks in between contractions, yes. whereas the surgical, the pain before she had surgery was nonstop, you know, unrelenting. And she had nine months to uh, fear what she was going to be going through. So when you have nine months of buildup to something, like no wonder women are absolutely losing it by the time to get to the hospital. And then they say, oh, you come back. You're not ready for a bed yet. So you can't get comfortable yeah. and get in your zone and like release yourself. And that's what you want to do. You just want to, I, I described it as like a, you know, you find a cat who's had a litter of kittens and it's in this unusual spot. Like, why did it go there? I did the same thing. I needed to find a spot where I felt cozy, so I went into the shower, right? You went onto a cold tile floor. The, the hitch is, is that I just retiled that that shower and used a Riverstone, like, yeah. natural yeah. elements. And I don't know, I was drawn to the stones, I guess. Plus, my husband threw pillows and blankets in there for me, so, yeah. I just... The fear project, if you have any fear in your life, it will help you remove that completely. And but- I, what a benefit, I don't know, though. Like, I mean, I, I agree that you don't want fear to cripple you, but fear is also a great thing. Like, without fear, you can't be brave. And without fear, how can you fight longer? How can you push harder? How can you go further if you don't have the fear of failing or letting someone down? Or the simplest losing- way to describe it would be like if a violinist needs to perform on stage and they have fear, you go through that flight or fight thing where all your blood rushes to your extremities yeah. and now you can't remember, you black out, you can't remember yes. the piece. How do you like put that at bay so you can perform? Yeah, you know, Bundes has a point, though, because that author that I've been reading who sails around the world for a living and writes about it, uh, he says that he, when he's in a moment where there's like a lot going on, say they're caught in a storm and it's sort of a life or death scenario, that he performs better under that pressure. Mm -hmm. And not everyone reacts that way, but for him, his skills sharpen under that intense pressure and fear. So maybe Bundes is right in the sense some people need the fear in order to you know, have uh, that motivation to go the next, you know, step. Well, you're definitely right, Maura, that when you get into that fear state, the blood does rush to all your extremities. So you're not, you're not using your, your frontal lobe to actually think anymore. You're going to the reptilian part of your Mm -hmm. brain. The, the, the challenge is to harness the adrenaline and harness the fear and channel it into that thinking power, which is why you could get someone who can be more acutely aware and make faster decisions if they're harnessing that power and that Mm -hmm. adrenaline within them. When I when I'm become fearful, I get massive boners. All my blood goes right to my dick. Huge boners. <laughs> I can't think straight. Uh-huh. It's all right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, awesome. I understand what you're saying about extremities. And, uh... <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, the blood yeah, yeah, rushes yeah. to the extremities. Yeah, yeah. Huge <laughs> penis. <laughs> nice. Um, by the way. That uh, Laird Hamilton documentary that I just saw on Amazon yeah. is called Take Every Wave. Yeah. There's a guy who, he doesn't have fear. I'm he has some fear, but his brain can't work the same as most people to do what he did. And it's you pretty gotta neat. look at the fear as a positive. It's more excitement than fear. Thanks for checking out this podcast. So and we'll talk to you soon. Got me wrapped up in your time.